Okay, Beth. So I want to do this thing. It's a little vulnerable for me, but you're the expert. You're coaching me and I want to share my LinkedIn profile because I know you're a pro at it. And I want us to see if you can give me just a, a nice critique of the profile, maybe some things that that are going well for me and what are some areas that I can improve on. So I'll turn it to you. I love it. Uh, let me just make it so I can see it a little bit better. All right. So first of all, you have a couple of things that are really working well. One, that you have a photo. Some people don't. Um, and that you have that background graphic. Uh, if you didn't have that, I would say you need that because that's like your personal professional billboard. Mm -hmm. And now let's take a look at the... So this top section is really the most important part because it it's what makes somebody decide if they're going to scroll and read anything further. So the next okay. thing to look at would be your headline, the text under your name. So, yes. yes. Um, so I love that you say exactly what you, what you do. One of the things, and this is different people have different opinions about it. It's the word help. So mm -hmm. sometimes if you have the word help, and I learned this from um, a really smart woman named Lois Creamer. And if you have the word help, people might, it, they might feel like, well, oh, is it volunteer? So I, and it's just a, a little nuance, but I like to use the work. I work with financial okay. professionals, for instance, because that implies they're going to pay me for what I, or in your case, pay you for what you do. Gotcha. Um, okay. But, but help is fine too. They, they really both work. It's just, it's just a little nuance. Um, and I like that you, you have a little bit of a call to action. Ask me about joining one of my power-up sessions. That creates curiosity for people because they're like, well, what's a power-up session, right? So, so something they could ask you immediately. Cool. I did and, this thing too, and I noticed it on your profile. Sorry to jump in. Yes, uh, please. When you click on, I, I got this feedback from someone else too, where you click on that little uh, sound button and uh -huh. you can, instead of just saying your name, how to pronounce it, you can kind of tell a little bit about yourself, kind of like a mini intro. Yeah. Um, anything you add on that? Uh, it's a good idea. In fact, you are reminding me that I don't remember what I said on mine and I should probably <laughs> go back and see if I want to update it. <laughs> I, I like that you also have a verified profile. That's that little shield in between your name mm -hmm. and the um, name pronunciation button. Uh, that's something that's rolling out now and it'll it'll help people be more comfortable that they're talking to an actual person who is that person and not a fake account or something like that. Uh, I see that you're in creator mode. So um, I assume that was a conscious decision to be in creator mode. Um, I don't remember mm -hmm. why I did that. Uh, does I, so help me understand if, if I, if that's the right thing to do or yeah. not. So there's the regular mode that most people that's what, how they have their profile. And then creator mode gives you some additional uh, features like the ability to do a newsletter, the ability to do LinkedIn Live or LinkedIn Audio to host them. Um, it does prioritize your content over your, say, your about section. So it moves the content um, and activity up and it moves your about section down. If you think you're going to want to use those extra features, certainly a great thing to have. The only thing that is frustrating about creator mode is if I don't know you yet and I come to your page, the blue button, instead of saying connect, will say follow. So okay. 
something that you can do. You probably want to keep it in creator mode. We can talk offline. We could about that, but um, I would regularly check who has followed you because not everybody knows how to send a connection invite. If the follow yeah. button is the default thing, they still can, but they don't always know how. So check who's followed you recently in case you think it's somebody you might want to connect with and send them a connection. It's invite. Good to know my, I guess my, this is my own internal belief of it is the follow feels less invasive. The connect feels more like for a fact, we need to be in each other's network. Correct. Sort of like the way I feel about it. I mm -hmm. like that the, the, there's the follow is sort of like the thing before the thing. And it's just a soft approach. Correct. I don't mind being a creator because I am a content creator. And in essence, I just really want to drive influence and impact. And some people will just enjoy my content, consume it, and really not work with me because they're not for me. I'm not for them. And then I think those who want to take the extra step and maybe connect or send me a message will probably do that. That's Love sort it. of my my right thought process on it. So I think I will stay in creator mode. But like you said, I'm I'm willing to be open to other ideas if you think that my goals. Well, I think for uh, you, knowing you, I think creator mode makes sense for you, uh, especially okay. because I can see you using some of those additional features at some point if you don't already. Okay, cool. Yeah. What else? Do you want to scroll a little? Well, uh, the other thing yeah. that's good is that you have that link to, I assume it goes to your website underneath. Um... This one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's great. So let's scroll a little bit further beyond the, um, the stuff that's just for you. You know, people are seeing behind the scenes here. There's some stuff you'll see that's only his information. So scroll past analytics. Let's go down to your, your content and your featured section if you have that. So keep going. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you do have the featured section. This is a great thing. I love that. Um, it, especially on mobile, and we know that over 50%, I think even over 60% of the visits now to LinkedIn are on mobile. And the okay. featured section, okay. it'll take up the whole width of the screen. So it's it's what people will call a scroll stopper, right? As they're looking through your profile, they're going to see that, for instance, that master class that you're promoting. So, um, and to me, the featured section is like a, a living thing. You can, because you can change the order, you can add things, you can remove things. Um, you can always have the most important thing as that first spot. Um, so for instance, you'll, after the master class is over, you'll take that down and you'll have something else in the first spot. Right. Yeah. Now here's keep, Keeping up with it is what is, is what's going to keep it relevant because correct, correct. there's so many things to maintain in the social yeah. media world, but. You're reminding me like, oh, yeah, after Master Class, I got to go take that down. <laughs> now, something else that's interesting that you might not know about. Do you see how in your activity section it's showing your posts? Mm -hmm. You can decide which of those little bubbles is the first thing. So, for instance, if you do a lot of videos, click on videos for a second. Oh, okay. You can make that be the default when somebody comes to your page that they see your videos first and would have to click oh. on the, the post button. Pencil. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do, do I, I change the settings here? Oh uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I do. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. This is great. Pretty cool. Right. So far. So good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously they can click on other things just like you did to get to it, but this will be the first. And again, it depends on which type of content you do the most of, or you want people to see. 
Very cool. Now I would never make comments be the, <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense, maybe. but yeah. Okay. I love it. So you, right. have, awesome. you have, I mean, you have a really good profile. You do. Oh, thank I mean, you. Just wow. some okay. I was, things that I'm, you might not have known about. I was right? waiting to, to see if there were areas that I needed to work on, but I'll tell you, you know, of course I've, I've like obsessive about just continuous improvement and, I always try to go to as many people to give me feedback. And, and that's yep. the thing. If you don't keep your things up to date, it already says a lot about your brand and you know, yeah. kind of your work ethic. And it's, so there are a lot of parallels to sort of the branding behind your profile and, and how people perceive you when they come in. I'm guessing. Absolutely. Would you say that's your experience as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've all had this happen. You go to somebody's page and they don't have a photo or background graphic. And they're, the, the last work experience was from however long ago, and they've never shared content, you know that that's not a place that you're going to be engaging with them. You have to find them somewhere else to have a conversation. Amazing. Well, thank you for that, Beth. And so this leads us to our introduction. I know that was a cold <laughs> open. So welcome everyone to the philosophy podcast. I'm excited to have Beth Granger join me today. And what you just saw was a quick and, and simple profile critique slash feedback session where we were able to point out some quick things you could do to level up your LinkedIn profile to drive additional connections and additional business. And that's what Beth is here to talk to us about. You know, she's got so much uh, access and knowledge to the resources and not just in the world of LinkedIn, but, you know, Beth, you've, you've worked with sales teams, business owners, C-suite le leaders, uh, transforming their LinkedIn into a, a powerful sales tool. In addition, you know, you know a lot about social selling, employee engagement, advocacy. You also do public speaking. And of course, we met and we became friends going through the exactly what to say certification process. And so you, I know that that's part of your business model, but it's not all of it. And um, I saw that in your in your tagline, you say you can't automate relationships. I really love that because it's true. I think relationships have to be humanized. And so yeah. I just want to kind of kick it off with um, how, you, how did you initially get involved with this? By accident, the best way. So I started my business almost 14 years ago uh, without a business plan. Just It was sort of like freelancing, right? Helping people with different things based on my experience. And then um, I had a client where I had done their social media strategic plan for them. And they said, you know, our sales team's coming in next month. Can you teach them how to use LinkedIn? And quite honestly, at that point, I thought, why do you need to be taught that? And hmm, you want to pay me to teach you that? And it just led me down this path to where I narrowed my focus. And it it felt like home. It felt like the right, the right place for, for me and how I can serve people. That's so funny. It's like it, sort of how we, like you and I probably have that in sim in similarly where you say yes to the thing. You don't know like a lot of it, but you know that you'll figure it out because you're resourceful enough. Uh, and then you stumble into like actually like becoming yeah. passionate about it and you get really, really good at it in a short period of time. <laughs> yep. It's, it's gives you like an adrenaline brush, I guess. Right. Just being able to say yes to it, but no, you have the confidence that you'll, you'll show up because you have that responsibility to do so. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so you started um, expanding into that world and, and, and becoming more of a subject matter mm -hmm. expert. So how do you um, help these clients turn LinkedIn into, you know, secret weapon in the sales process, not to be a weapon, but more just a, an, a, an advantage, if you will, to, to elevate their profile, their exposure to, to get to the clients that they want to get in front of. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because different 
I'm connected to people who do what I do all around the world, which is really cool. We're an amazing community. And different people have different focuses or perspectives. And to me, if you're ever wondering, should I do a certain thing on LinkedIn? Should I say that thing on LinkedIn? I always say, imagine you were in a room with people in person. Would you say that thing? Would you do that behavior? So think I think of it like a 24-7 networking event. Um, and I think that really helps with the also the way that you would do sales on the platform because a lot of people are doing it in a way that will turn people off. People, there, there's been so much sort of bad behavior in terms of that, that people have a, a little bit of a wall up and um, are less likely to respond to some of the things that people do. Um, just again, imagine if you met somebody at a networking event or a trade event and you immediately started selling them, what would they do? They turn around and walk away from you. I have to go get a cup of coffee. Goodbye. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, it, it, I could see it being like, well, I think the, one of the things I learned early in my career in this uh, networking, like I think like networking was really weird for me, even though I'm, you, you, if you see me, you probably kind of see me more as an extrovert, someone who, who is energized by being around people and talking to them and, but strangely enough, I feel weird in a networking event. Like everybody's just already in a little mini group and a mini click and you got to go in there and be like, hi, I'm Carlos. And so obviously there's like a lot of internal mental obstacles one needs to sort of overcome. It feels like in social media, it's less scary to do that. Yes. But I think it's still, it's actually more dangerous because if you really want to get in front of someone that could be an ideal person for you and you don't know how to approach them effectively then you could just be labeled as one of those and if you know what i mean when i say one of those it's actually i posted something earlier i just posted screenshots of all the crappy intro old cold messaging people that yep. just it's just delete 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 like get rid of this so how do you differentiate yourself yeah. when you do that warm intro so i was curious to ask you any, any tips, like how do you do a warm intro to someone you want to get in front of, sort of nurture it? Because I know it's not like direct pitch, right? Yep. Well, I will answer that. But I realize I don't know if I answered your other question about how I work with people. So just really briefly, I, I sure. work with people both individually and in groups. Sometimes companies bring me in to work with them in all different ways. So sometimes it's training, sometimes it's speaking, sometimes it's kind of like being a personal trainer at the gym um, over a period of time. Anyway, so to... The, a really great way to introduce, well, first of all, rather than introducing yourself, the first step would be, can you get an introduction? Is somebody a second connection? Mm. Is there somebody in between that can make that introduction? Because an introduction is always stronger, right? So I like to have people search for the people they're looking to connect with and then see if they can get an introduction. That's always step one. Find the mutual connection maybe in yes. the LinkedIn. Yes. And then. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of like a, a work, like a, the work before the work, as Phil likes to call it, right? Like yep. a little mini step before the actual step. And it's, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Do like a three-way intro. Cause I love those. Those are usually mm -hmm. very effective. Yeah. And, um, and it's, I'm, it's also, you know, we're both exactly what to say guides. It's some of the wording and the, the way that, um, we teach people to communicate with others can be used for this process as well, which is really cool. But so that, that reminds me, 
Yeah, that reminds me of that, uh, the phrase from the book, uh, asking for a favor, right? It's like yeah. a multi-step process. Hey, you wouldn't happen to know someone just like you who would benefit. And then you kind of follow those steps in the book. Exactly. You just got to maybe do it via email or me via LinkedIn direct message to request for that intro. Or if you have a relationship where you could just give them a phone call and be like, hey, you wouldn't happen to know. You know could yeah. you do it via LinkedIn? You know what I That's love? That's step one. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I love this amazing device and it does something we don't use it for a lot. You can actually dial a number and talk to somebody. The The reason asking for a favor from somebody, I love, I would rather do either in person or on the phone where you can have an actual, because it can be a conversation because they might say, you know, I don't really know that person or, oh, I had a bad experience. I, I wouldn't want to introduce you, but then they get other ideas. They say, oh, but you should know whoever mm. else. And then you can be supporting them too. You can say, thank you so much. How can I help you today? So it, it at the same time that you're asking for a favor, you're strengthening that relationship. Definitely reciprocate. No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. I think there's just so much more. There's a lot less that can be lost in translation because in asynchronous communication, yeah. there's you could definitely be asking for something, but it may not land the same way. But if you do it right. in a warm tone and you do it at the right time, especially if you're serving that person and they're super happy with your services like that's like the best moment to say you know one of the best way you can uh share your your appreciation is by um you know being able to introduce me to someone who might benefit from this service yeah. who do you know or however you want to position it but something yeah. to the effect so that was step one i think you were going to go into uh, a yeah, second so step. step two would be if there's someone you want to meet and they are active on LinkedIn. And by active, I mean they share content, they engage with content. They have started a conversation. Rather than just introducing yourself cold, you can join that conversation by consuming that content. So reading it or watching it, depending what it is, and then commenting. And it has to be authentic. It can't just be a script. It has right. to be something you really thought about or wondered about in that content. And then... Here's the sneaky part. Don't tell anyone. What if you ask a question, an honest question that you have? So if you shared a post about a sales technique and I, and I wanted some clarification and I, and I didn't know you and I, I said, well, can you explain that more? Or what about this? What are you going to do? You're going to respond. So you've just now started a conversation with somebody that you want to connect with. Then if you send them a connect after they respond, if you send them a connection invite and say, thanks so much for uh, responding to my question on your post, I'd love to connect. They're so much more likely to connect with you. Yeah. It's more warm. It's more <laughs> organic. There's alignment in you know values and knowledge and in some of the like-minded approach. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yes. What do you think about this idea? I, I've, I've been hearing and learning from other uh, best practices. One was really cool. I started doing it. I haven't converted. But it, it, has, it doesn't feel disingenuous either. Mm -hmm. I find that when people view my profile, like I don't know what to do with that. And I don't have the premium features, but I do get like a, this person saw your profile. I think I can, I can get that still, uh, even without premium features. And you correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I had it and I turned it off, so I don't remember anymore. But I didn't know what to do with that before. I would just kind of visit their profile again. And now we're just two creeps looking at each <laughs> other's profile. But now I'm just like, a uh, friend said, you know, hey, next time someone views your profile, 
just kind of like send them a quick note saying, hey, thanks for visiting my profile. Um, was there anything I could help you with? And I started doing that. Yeah. And I was just like, interesting. It started a couple of conversations. Now, it didn't get anywhere. But I think the person maybe next time visits my profile knows that I know that they're visiting my profile. And maybe just create a little, a little consciousness, planting a little seed so that they remember that if I can help them with something, maybe it'll prompt them to kind of message me and say, you know what, I've been visiting your profile a lot because I'm showing my team a lot of your videos because I think they could benefit from you yeah. know, these sales ideas. And then hopefully it, it organically goes into, can you show up to my team meeting and do a power-up session or whatever? Yeah. So I don't know. What, what are your thoughts I, about that? I, and are I there any other ideas? acting on the who viewed your profile. Um, and there, to me, there are two different things. There's your first connection. If you haven't, if so, for instance, if you and I hadn't spoken in say six months and you looked at my profile, there's a reason. I don't know what that reason is. It could be that you want to send me a referral. It could be just, you wanted to look through my connections or, um, see how to spell my name, whatever. So I like to respond back and just say, notice you stopped by my profile and that's carefully worded because it's, it is kind of weird. Like, are you stalking my, you know, people know you can see, but it's so notice you stop by my profile. How are you? Very simple. Leave it at that. Let them decide whether they want to tell you the reason. And the first time I did this was a friend of mine and he immediately picked up the phone and called me and said, oh yeah, Susan, a common connection said, you're the person to talk to about a training session. And that led to a client. If I hadn't Amazing. noticed that, what if Susan gave him three names? She didn't, but what if she had? So um, that there's always a reason that somebody visits. Again, it may be nothing. Yep. And then with those other people that you don't know yet, if they look like somebody interesting that maybe you want to reach out to, similar wording. Notice you stop by my profile. I'm always so curious how people find me and what made them visit. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And staying curious is huge, right? It's like, don't, don't salivate. Don't go into like a <laughs> state of de desperation and be like, you want to buy something. Just, just go in with that curious approach. It's like, Hey, I'm yeah. curious. I know you stopped by. I noticed you've been liking my last, I think it's also like react to the activity, right? If you get yeah. people like are commenting back to back to back or liking back to back to back, you know, clearly there's something in there that they either are highly connected to your brand and to your content. But maybe they just haven't had the courage or like knowledge of how they can act, you know, what they can do with it. I mean, some people, will, again, that's where I was sharing, like some people will just be great followers that will be consumers Perfect. of it and they'll kind of stop there and that's okay. But they could also be raving fans and, and maybe you could turn that into who do you know situation. Because mm -hmm. like I, I used to work at the bank and I was 15 years in the bank and I coached a lot of people in the bank. I had the privilege to be able to get in front of and develop a whole lot of people. And I still have a little bit of that following, you know, bankers that I brought up to become managers, managers that I, that I brought up to become mid-level leaders, mid-level leaders that are now senior leaders. And so of course, like all of these could be great audience for me in the future when they have a team that they want to develop and they want to get, they want to get a resource to help develop that team, knowing that I'm the source of part of their development, hopefully, and a part of their success story it's amazing nurturing opportunities for me. So like some of these people, even at these like starter level, like I want to engage with them because who knows, maybe one day they'll be a leader and they'll need a resource and they'll appreciate that I was there, you know, f along their entire journey. So it is a very 
long game approach. I get it. But like you, I know, I know that you share this value with me. It's like, I'm all about just building relationships and helping people. Like I know it will all come back in one way or the other. My friend likes to call it karmic equity, right? Ooh, just like put that. a bunch of the goodness into the world and put all your, you know, your generosity out there and eventually it comes back to you. And just knowing that you can help people without having being attached to some specific outcome will eventually it'll come back to you in multiples. And so you just have to have the faith and continue to put out that energy. But sorry, I went on a little rant. No, there. no I love it. <laughs> so, Karmic equity. So I like yeah. That. Yeah. Um, so I was curious to shift away from the, you know, so how do you connect with people? But I know that you also talk a lot about like the landmines. I, I saw a recent <laughs> um, webinar, I think you uh -huh. did that it was like nine LinkedIn landmines, but we don't have to go over all nine of them. But if you were to share like the top two or three, you've been seeing a lot that are like, what are the biggest fails out there that people need to avoid from making? So my favorite one is something that you've experienced, everyone joining us has experienced, hopefully haven't done, but there are people out there guiding people to do these things. And if you don't know better, right, but it's the dreaded connect and pitch. So that's cool. where you connect with somebody that you didn't know and immediately in your DM, you have a sales pitch. Now even some people are pitching in the connection invite. I actually had somebody try to get me to a financial planner. Now, I don't know you. No, I'm not going to get on a conversation to talk about my finances with you. So um, people hate it. It's, it's just, I know people are eager. I know they might be your ideal client, but just no, no connected mm -hmm. bitch. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? It's like when you're, um, when you're walking down the street and you see someone dressed up with like something in their hand, and they're about to get you to sign up to something or, yeah. or whatever. And you're just like, I'm just having a, like, <laughs> I just want to have my Sunday off and do my thing. And of course, maybe some of it, you know, to their uh, defense could be some, some good, well-intended, you know, nonprofit type of event or whatever. But it's their approach of them, like, walking up to you and getting in your space. And I've had a few folks who kind of just do it in a certain way where it's, makes me like feel more like okay i'll walk up to you but it's like they're sitting in the table and they just say hey hope you're having a great saturday if you have any questions we're here all day or whatever i'm like maybe i do have a question but if they they're like hey do you want to save the animals and the planet and feed the hungry and you know or whatever sign up to the gym or like whatever it is that turns you're like no just want to go to yeah. whole foods and like <laughs> just have lunch or whatever um it sort of feels that way like yeah. when they invade my my LinkedIn box and just start pitching. But it and then oh, the worst ones are like, hello, insert name. Yeah. I see that you're doing your content is so valuable and amazing. And it's just like this generic like yep. BS thing. And I would love you, you know, we share the same network or whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? I kind of did that at the beginning because I didn't know what to do yep. here and there. And Oftentimes I try to point out like just a little detailed thing that I liked about the profile or a recent post that they had, or I noticed, Hey, I noticed that you and I have this person in, in common. Mm -hmm. We used to work together. Um, and I've helped them with X, Y, or Z who knows, hopefully we can work together in the future. If not, would love to have you in my network. 
have a great day, whatever. Just like super easy, like nonchalant. <laughs> um, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Like that approach? What, what is the right way to do it? Um, well, so it, it depends if it's the connection invite or a message after you have connected, right? So the connected pitch is where you connect and somebody's pitching you in, in the DMs, uh, the messages. The, for a connection invite, if it's someone you don't know, obviously that technique of trying to have a conversation first through their content is a great thing to do. Um, the other thing is, I, I like what you said about mentioning something specific. So mentioning an article you read that they posted or, or something specific that they said in their profile, because that shows, it, first of all, that it's not automation. It shows that you actually went to their profile as opposed to using some tool that's just blasting out connection invites to a hundred people at once. So, um, and, and coming to it, uh, honestly, and not, you know, you've, we've all seen those same messages. I'm trying to grow my network of insert what you do. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't mm -hmm. care what you're trying to do. What's in it for me for connecting, you know? So, um, I do like the idea of being very specific or starting a conversation about something in common. That's cool. Yeah, I learned that uh, we learned this from Phil. I think you were part of that when we had the meeting that like the least influential wor word in the vocabulary is I. Yep. Right. So if you're talking about you and it's your motivations, then very, very likely you're not going to influence much. Yeah. Uh, and so shifting over to I know we talked about like fails, but I'd love to hear about successes. Mm. What, what maybe one or two examples of people you've helped? And because of your help, they've had some success stories. Can you share maybe a couple? Sure. So two of my favorites. One was I helped somebody. I, I typically work with business owners and salespeople, but this was somebody um, who was thinking about their career growth. And we worked on the person's profile and they got recruited by a well-known brand that rhymes with schmapple. And, uh, oh. and so that was, that was really exciting. I Snapple, <laughs> the drinking. No, oh, it's a, no, but the other one, another I get it, one. I get it, I get it. Um, and, uh, of course I think it was because they just have amazing skills and, and it makes sense, but they attribute it to the work that we did. And then someone else actually, uh, another exactly what to say certified guide that we both work with, um, helped her with a couple of things and she got three paid speaking gigs through, uh, because of the changes made to her. Program. Wow. Uh, that's really exciting. Oh yeah. boy. But, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm going to join your course, uh, yeah, which I am going to plug it right now. So you want to talk about sort of like these group courses that you do and how to help people boost their to. profile. But first I want to say the one thing is, you know, these success stories, you can't, like we were talking about, it is a long-term thing. You can't expect you're going to do one post and have a million new clients or change one thing. And, um, could it happen? Of course it could, but it's, it's really the accumulation of things. So, um, so something that, that I'm doing right now is I tend to work with people one-to-one -one or go into companies. Occasionally when I feel like it, I do a group program and I'm, I'm doing a group program called jumpstart, uh, starting in about two weeks. And, the the key difference for that is first of all it's a small group it's not going to be like a hundred people, but I've noticed and if you're a little bit like me maybe you've experienced the same thing, I'll take a course and I'll go to all the sessions but I'll never implement 
I never get, or I start, but I don't finish. So what I've combined is both learning and co-working implementation time so that people actually do the work, not just go off and write your about section or go off and do this post. We're going to do it at the same time together. That's great. Yeah. It's just accountability, there's support, there's li yeah. I love the live critiquing. I mean, for those who are open-minded and willing to to take it because there's obviously benefits to getting an expert to go in there kind of like what you did for me. Like I'm immediately going to go after this and change the I help to I work with because you're I I think you're right about that. I think it helps um leave nothing to interpretation mm -hmm. and everything to exactly what I want my audience to read so they know how they can work with yeah. me. And because uh, but you it's are just taking, those little nuances. Yeah. And because you're going to be in the program, obviously we'll be looking even deeper than we did today. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, if you can, based on those success stories, it does make a world of a difference being able to, to just make some adjustments so that you can appear to be more searchable, to be more of what your ideal client profile is looking for. Yep. And that's, that's the first step to taking a, what you were t telling me earlier on the phone is taking a conversation online to taking it offline, right? So yeah. how do you transition that from it being, I guess, a little bit colder and warming it up a little bit? Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. So I got uh, one or two last questions for you, Beth. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us. So I know that you're a LinkedIn beta tester. So curious if you could share maybe any upcoming features or coming up for LinkedIn that are, you're excited about and what for us users to look out for? So, so I'm not currently testing anything um, in terms of something that's coming out new. I, I know about some things that they're, they're playing with, but I don't know if they're going to launch them. Uh, but something that's new that people may not be aware of that's been slowly coming out is something called collaborative articles. I think I saw when we looked at your uh -huh. page, actually, they were trying to promote it to you. Um, yeah, I've been actually putting some of my comments. I, okay. I think it's kind of cool. It gives me a little bit of time to think about my experiences. And um, I've been I've been adding some of my insights of like, hey, you know, uh, when you're coaching someone, you know, what are some steps that you want to follow to be effective at influencing or whatever, getting them to perform? And then there's like four or five sections. And then you could just say add contribution. Yep. But I was reading it said something like if you participate, if you put a lot of this, it'll give you that. And I was like, ah, I'll do it. <laughs> it. It's very gamified. Uh, so what it is, is there for, in case people don't know, it's AI generated articles that then people can contribute their, their thoughts. And, um, if you contribute enough or they, they decide to do it, they, they give you a yellow top voice badge for the topic that that article is in. And at one point I had 12 badges at once and it, it is very gamified and they only last for 60 days. So now I don't think I have any because I haven't been as active. Um, but the fascinating thing for me is less the articles themselves, because honestly, I don't, they're AI generated. They're, they're very basic, but the comments that that's where it's fascinating. And I've met people and people have met me because of liking somebody's uh, comment or vice versa, and then starting a conversation. So that's where I think it's really interesting. Huh. So I guess like, it's like, it's a new place where people can kind of hang out and nerd out over the things they sort of know about. Yeah. But then sort of see someone else's nerdy comment and be like, <laughs> exactly. Hey, that person thinks like me and that was, or that's a cool approach. And then 
it could potentially start a, a collaboration conversation, which I think, you know, being able to collaborate can, can achieve so much more and yeah. super open to that idea. So yeah, I've been playing with that. I have seen some activity of people responding to it. I haven't gotten any, anyone start a conversation with me yet, but like you say, you, know, you got to try the features because I, what I have learned is that any social media platform that's trying a new feature, they're usually going to push that new feature. And if you act, you will get more exposure. You, you'll start noticing that more people will be able to see you um, out there. So I think that's definitely a good lesson to learn. And it also seems that. like, um, because you're in creator mode, it seems like they're rolling out new features to people in creator mode first. So, ah. so you may see them first. Cool. I saw that LinkedIn audio is a thing too. Yep. And I, I was just curious to ask this kind of final question more around like statistics, like what performs better if you are a creator, if you are someone who's trying to get the attention of the ideal client profile, there's some people out there just kind of, they're more consumers. They're the likers and the commenters. Uh, and maybe at least for my target audience, they can't be a creator because they're more like mm -hmm. restricted to like, for example, if you work for a bank, like there's things you can say, you can't say. And so your profile needs to be a certain way. Yep. Um, but like for those who can and are creators and like are hosting with a purpose, like what is the, the metrics that perform best? Video, audio, LinkedIn audio, like. So it's always changing. Um, the, you know, I could tell you something today and it could be different tomorrow because they're always changing the algorithm. Uh, I like to tell people to experiment. Well, first of all, if you're just getting started, do the kind of content that's easiest for you to do so that you'll actually do it. If for instance, you're, you're not going to jump on video because you wouldn't want it to be perfect, then, then write something. Um, but I like to experiment. I like to try different types of things to see because different subsets of your network are going to like different things. Right. So, so I, I worry less about the statistics and more about just sharing really good content that's educational, yeah. informational, or inspirational and See what see what people yeah, that's resonate what I, with. That's what I tend to do. Um, I started doing the polls recently mm -hmm. and kind of was thinking about some interesting thing. I know you played with 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 one of those, you, and I kind of tagged you and said, mm -hmm. "Hey, I know you're an expert at this, so like, what do you think?" And it kind of started a little bit of conversation, so that was yeah. pretty cool. So I like you say, like it's I'm starting to put myself in a place where it could be uncomfortable, but like once you start seeing some activity and engagement it sort of helps you know, okay, how could you use these features to organically generate some, some engagement and yeah. then from there, see what that could lead to. But I'm definitely, um, it, it is about being open to take some small risks and then little by little get comfortable with yeah. just playing with all the features because it, it's just an, a way for you to use the, the power of the internet to, to interact and connect with people. That, and that's what LinkedIn is all about, which yeah. is... Very cool. So, so grateful that you joined today and shared all your knowledge and experience and wisdom with my audience. And if anyone would like to work with you after learning about what you do and they feel like they, they could use some of your help, um, what, um, how, how can they get in touch with you? Well, my website is bethgranger.com, no I in Granger. Um, and of course, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, those are probably the, the two easiest ways to find me. Um, my, and just so you know, my messages on LinkedIn, you can set a setting that anybody can send me a message. So it's not just limited oh. to first connections. Oh, that's cool. Awesome.
So there you have it. So I'll definitely put in the show notes, any other details, uh, just for everyone to be able to get in touch with you. Beth, thanks for spending a few minutes hanging out and chatting and giving me some feedback as well. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Until next time. All right. I'll hit stop.